Welcome to the second season of the Mayor's Podcast, hosted by Mayor and Yitzchak, the best co-host. As always, we say Mayor's Memes is more than a status, it's an experience. So another part of the awesome Mayor's Memes experience is this awesome podcast. On this podcast, we dive into the Jewish social media world to interview some of his influences and uncover a little bit about their personalities. be joined in this episode of the Mayor's News Podcast by Tzvi Hirschquist. Tzvi is a stand-up comedian who often goes by the name Charlotte Face. He is currently a Chabad in NDG, a Montreal borough, as well as a screenwriter of a few different productions. How are you doing, Tzvi? I'm great. How are you guys doing? Wait, wait, can I do it? Can I do it? Mayor, can I do it? Can I do it? Oh. Yeah, sure, sure. Baruch Hashem. <laughs> that's that's the, the we I often start off like that. If anyone had has been here long enough, a lot of people join this season started listening but if anyone's been here since the first season they would know from the last finale or, or the people who joined us who are big fans of ours who we asked to join uh made fun of this tickle and they would when i said oh how are you doing baruch hashem how are you doing they go baruch hashem okay um first before we start off with all, the whole podcast what does the ndg stand for <laughs> okay this isn't this is really true it stands for notre dame de grasse our lady of mercy in other words our Chabad house actually means Chabad of Our Lady of Mercy. What? <laughs> That's true. The only Chabad house more Christian is the one in Christchurch, uh, New Zealand. Well, it's technically... Why is it called like, that? It's better than Boca. It's better than Boca, which means like the mouth of a rat or something. I don't know. I mean, it made it more complicated. We had a local Mexican guy who donated our Chabad house, and it's, you know, the Jesus Martinez Chabad house of NDG. <laughs> So, <laughs> no, I'm joking. Is that? Is that, that I, I thought so. Um, wait, I, I, wait, wait. Are you joking? I still don't know. He's, he was he's he, joking. He, he saved us. We, oh, I forgot our the, savior. I, we almost uh, went under. You know. <laughs> oh, yeah. wait, wait, I forgot so, to introduce. We are joined by our our our, our guest host Noam Schechter. Okay, yeah, I, I was waiting for that. Thank you. Yeah, apologies. So let's start off with our our classical uh, uh, icebreaker. Um, Svi, I thought we would ask you an extremely controversial icebreaker because controversial is what people like. What is the name of the night meal? Supper or dinner? Supper. Oh, Thank you. Okay. You, 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 you are allowed much. to stay on this podcast. We're not going to. Okay, so that. we're going to get probably a lot of flack. Because, for no, this it really depends. But you're from Canada. You're, you're from Canada. So like you probably you're like classic. You agree with us. But most people, most people say dinner. No, that's why I've been trying to say hey, it, it makes a difference. If it's a fancy one, if it's a fancy meal, it would be dinner. Agree totally. That's what I was going to say. If you're having more than two, like Friday night, you eat a dinner. On a regular weekday, when you're having pizza while sitting in pajamas, scratching your tuchus and trying to catch up on chitas, that's supper. Exactly. Hear, well said. Well said. <laughs> right. I think that was that, uh, that's extremely. It's brought up. Most people say dinner, and I don't understand how that works. Like, like I, I agree with. I, I don't think that makes any sense to say dinner on like a normal night. It's some people are like, well, it sounds more. People some people are like, oh yeah, it sounds more fancy, like British. Like, oh, we're gonna go sup, but no, no, it's supper. Supper is supper. Um, so now the crowd sees a lot about your uh, your your personality. Let's hear a little about your life, where you're from, what you. Um, I'm originally from Montreal and, uh, Chabad born, Chabad raised. Uh, what do I do? I do shlichos, but I also work because shlichos don't pay the bills. And I also, I like, I like my work. So I do, I work in marketing and screenwriting. Um, that's pretty much it. What I do. I also do some comedy, some juggling, 
That's more on the hobby side, though. Wait, so question: when hear. Mayor when Mayor introduced you as a stand up comedian, like what's that? Yeah, I, I um, so uh, years ago, I mean, uh, I, I started on Twitter. You uh, you could say uh, I I opened a Cholent Face account. Really, I, I was always writing comedy. And uh, I've always had funny from thoughts in my mind and I needed somewhere to toss them and discover Twitter while looking, you know, while uh, interacting with my favorite comedian. And uh, I started writing my own tweets. Uh, organically, that grew and people started asking me if I do stand up comedy. And then at one point I said, you know what, let me give it a shot. But, you know, I, I can't go to a club and start telling jokes about, I don't know, uh, mikvah and uh you know shrita so i i had to create my own thing Uh, i did that i created something called from prov i convinced a couple of friends to perform here in montreal and uh there was also in montreal it's like a very dead city there's never no singers ever show up here like you really you want to hear like i don't know uh, yoni z you gotta crash a wedding so Hmm. uh like there's nothing for men to do besides sports so I just did this one evening here at Chabad NDG and I uh, spread the word, you know, uh, through WhatsApp and 60 people showed up. It was a wild wow. success, uh, not just wow. for me, for all of the, the for the other people, for the other, you know, people who, who tried out stand up comedy. And we decided to make it a thing. We did it almost uh, we did it probably every two or three months and we must have done six or seven of them before um, we went to New York a couple of times and then COVID hit. So yeah, that's my. Yeah, when, uh, when was this? When when did you start this? Maybe two or three years ago. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think it was three years ago. Um, just before COVID hit, I had, I was starting to go around in actual clubs. Oh wow! Uh, like like comedy, uh, you know. And like, and what 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 did the act look like? Like it was how many people? Like doing what? Well, it, it, we it wasn't. Uh, some of them we actually tried some improv, which which did come out funny. That's not my strength, but some of the other co- comedians, like Lady Goldstein, brilliant at it. Uh, but uh, the, the way it worked was uh, we had some alcohol, some food. You show up. Uh, it was separate seating for men and women. Some, sometimes it was actually just men only. Um, but uh, And sometimes it was, uh, you know, with a mechitza, men and women separate. And then we'd get up there and do some stand-up comedy. Uh, wow. We'd have maybe five or six guys, one after another. There was, a, there was an MC. Um, and yeah, if we did improv, then the we would close the entire evening with improv, uh, and then we finish with my you know, classically. Yeah. So to kind of uh, to kind of bridge into the the, the kind of our, our podcast talks about social media. So my my usual co-host Yisrael Kagler told me, hey, ask, he's not around tonight, so I had our our, our very favorite guest host. Yes, yeah, very so safe. Yeah. Fine. He said he said ask ask sweet um. He says he's. I, I remember that you, my a, a certain friend of mine, a different friend of mine, was like, "Oh, I remember him. He's been on there for years." So, are you are you the first from Twitter guy? Was it a thing before you joined? It was very small. I joined in two thousand and nine. Uh, two thousand and nine, I believe. It was. Yeah, two thousand and nine. Um, back then, Jake Turks, who was you know the army correspondent in the White House, he was doing comedy. Uh, he was big back then it was kind of him and really that was it there were a couple of people also throwing out some funny stuff i didn't even realize there was from twitter at that time even him i was posting i came on to 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 
I was searching uh, uh, for my favorite comedian is a woman named Wendy Liebman. She's hysterical. And uh, I found that she was on Twitter. And so I, I wrote to her, like, I, I really appreciate your comedy. And we had, that was why I joined up on Twitter. And then the next thing, I, you know, I see that what she's posting and I follow a couple of other funny accounts and, I, and I'm like, oh, I'm, I, I can write some of my thoughts down here, too. And that's really I just started throwing down my thoughts. And then I think I think Jake Turks may have been the first one to retweet me and uh, uh, to get and suddenly I discovered, oh, there are back then it was primarily probably like Satmarchsidim. There's a whole story Jake Turks once told me that they were on some old app. And that that app shut down and then Twitter became the new app, the new big app, because back then now now you can no longer do it. But you were able to access Twitter somehow via um, text message. Uh huh. Well, yeah. that, that, that's how the, that, that's how it grew. That's how it grew. It was mainly Sidim and then uh, slowly, um, you know, the, the yeshivish crowd now is very much on Twitter. Uh, it never got that big. In but it's now it's, it's more like very diverse. It's it's like this interesting diverse crowd that kind of works together at the same time as like some people are like really yeshiva, some people are like like conservative and reform, and it is like kind of weird mesh. Yeah, there is actually that 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 weird mesh led to me starting a gemara chavrusa um, for the first time in years. Uh, one of the one of the, I guess, I think she's conservative. She posted right after the, right after the last Siyama um, Shas, she posted, I have some from followers. I have some non-religious followers who want to know more Gemara. You guys want to connect? So I wrote, yeah. And oh, wow. two Gemara Chavrusas. One of them, we're still, uh, we're still in touch. Actually, he just had a baby girl. I just had a baby girl. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so also, I'm, I'm kind of like, if anyone's been following, I don't know. I feel like if anyone's been following the podcast, has been going like last last season. It was Jewish WhatsApp. This season, we're focusing mainly on Jewish Twitter. If anyone sees, we've had like a certain type of crowd. So far, we had three episodes. We had we had Aim Humor. We had uh, Yaakov Langer, who was I think Jack Langer on Twitter, and we had uh, Dove Bishevkin. And those three, they all kind of fit into a specific niche of like a certain like five towns slash teenex slash prosaic type of place where they all kind of have the same type of humor or kind of like it works together but you're like as i've realized it's very easy to tell that you're like a different side of twitter yeah to, to so how, follow, do you, yeah. how do you yeah well how do you fit in how do you fit in there i don't know if i fit in i see i, I think that they are there for they ha, they might have different reason to be on twitter uh, Rabbi Bashevkin, he he is very much involved creating dialogues having discussions um, he's got, yeah, he talked about that. Yeah, he's, it's, it's, a, it's a lot about his personality, like me, like meeting people. And yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And and the same thing for Ay. He reaches out to many people. He, you know, he's he he creates conversation starters, and he is very focused. You know, not, not very focused, but he has a he's very relevant. He's usually hitting on what's going on. He's usually also and and he is spot on. And also he's got these um this kind of angry. Uh, a personality on Twitter. I would I would beg to differ. I would more say like cynical. Cynical. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's the that's the correct. Yeah. Um. So those uh, they're they're looking for dialogue. If anyone's uh, if anyone's ever talked with Ay, he's he's cynical. He's not. He's he's a very nice guy. If anyone goes back and listens, he's extremely nice and a, a really genuine guy. Yes. But yes, what were saying? He is. He is. He, he really, really is as amazing as he is funny. He is just a, a genuinely good person. Um, 
where I come in is I just like the off, off the beat, off, like very weird. I appreciate that kind of humor, you know, where you're talking about dibooks and shindalids and, uh, you know, really <laughs> okay. giving it a very different, weird kind of way. So what, like, what, what, hey, what so do you think your main audience is? Initially, it was Chabad. At this point, I'm not sure. I, I, I don't write for an audience. I, this is oh. a spot. There, what it's become is it's become a spot where I can toss my weird, funny ideas that, that I think are funny and sometimes others don't think they're funny. It's more like, right, as opposed to the others who are more like projecting onto others, you're more like explaining what your life is and what you find funny. Yeah, perhaps. Uh, well, really what I'm trying to do is, is gather material for uh, stand-up at this point. So uh, when, I, when I write a set, all I do is, suppose I want to write a set on Kaparis, which, which I've done. This is how I did my... We lost you for a second. One of, one of, one of the first sets fine. I wrote was on Kaparis. I realized no one had ever done stand-up comedy about Kaparis, and that's quite funny. There's a lot of humor there. But when I... Yeah, it seems like, yeah. So when yeah. I started writing, um, I, all I did was I went onto Twitter and I just typed in Chalumface Kaparis. And then, I, you know, maybe 30 different tweets came up and based, I used those as a base. Uh, and that's really what I'm doing. Anytime I'll think of something, I don't care if it's in the middle of Pesach. If I think of a Kaparis tweet, I'll toss it in there because later on I can refer back to it. And when I'm writing any kind of comedy uh, set, I'm trying to put something together. I take the keywords, jump them in, grab all the tweets, and then, you know, and put together my set. That's how that, that's, that's the purpose. Yes. Yeah, so you're you're right, kind of so, killing two so birds with one stone. You're writing down notes while also, while also having an audience on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, that's really that's 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 what it is. Yeah. Right. So, so what I've realized is you've 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 taken advantage of the new Twitter uh, thing called tweets. I mean, yes, it's fleets. Yes. Yeah, fleets is a thing. Yeah. So, so how do you kind of? I see you've involved your kids with that a lot. How do you balance your like your personal life with your social media life now that it's become somewhat more public and having your your family so it's on your, specific your members of my family who agree to be on it uh whom my wife and i spoke about it before when the fleet started i actually went through this kufa on instagram for a bit and then i decided just to just to stick with twitter so when it came out with fleets because there were people who asked me they, they wanted to see more so you know uh, once the fleet started it's so you know during this pandemic i don't have the opportunity to test out material so the initial idea was anytime I would think of some material, I would just, uh, you know, do a couple of fleets. But people were asking me, you know, I was getting harassed, uh, but in a good way. And then I realized my four-year-old um, is a very just an entertaining kind of person, uh, very funny. So he usually joins me, my seven-year-old as well. The other kids, like, I don't necessarily want them involved. Uh, so they kind of usually are in the background. Not always, but usually it's just... <laughs> yeah. Is it, is it more like a mutual thing? Because that sounds like yeah, a little we, we uh, won't, we won't tell them you said that. Yeah. Um, right. So it's kind of uh, also, yeah, just, you see, important question. I'm I'm sure a lot of people are wondering where the name Chunk Face come from. It's a great name, by the way. But where did it come from? So when I was eight days old. 
my uh my 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 parents i mean it was it was a big fight my uh my father wanted my mother wanted a different name but my father you know got upset at her that morning it was flashing and anyway that's that's the long <laughs> no chillin face came from uh it came from when i was I, I just I just got what you're saying <laughs> for it. Okay, fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Uh Challenge Face, uh back when I first had email addresses. So uh this is like in the early nineties. Uh in the early nineties I got an email address and all my classmates' email was new back then. Everyone else was getting, I don't know, uh Zalmi nineteen eighty two or whatever, you know. And I was just like, yeah. I don't want to attach numbers to it, so I try to get sweet. That was Yahoo was big. I tried to get Svi at Yahoo.com. It was taken. So I was like, screw that. I'm not going to. So I happened to call someone at Chillin' Face that day and people had laughed. Okay. And I went with it. And ever since then, I've pretty much been Chillin' Face. So all, all just from that email. Yeah. yeah, from just creating an email address. And that lasted until I went on Schlichos to Russia when uh, I, I went to apply for Schlichos and I'm about to send the chief rabbi of Russia an email. And my wife says, I don't know if you should send it from <laughs> Cholinface at Yahoo.com. Yeah, not not the best move. <laughs> <laughs> right. So they kind of uh, we see we see a lot about your life and uh, on your, your social media. So uh, we're, we're going to ask um, the usual official last question. What's your favorite quote and What's why? My favorite quote. Favorite quote might be the Rebbe once said, to be kind is more important than to be right. I like that. I just think that, um, especially on social media nowadays, everyone's just arguing and, you know, liberals versus conservatives or whatever it is. Well, this is, I have to say, this is rather hilarious because we have had on the first season, we had a bunch of people say the classic line, which I thought was a little silly. Of a facts don't care about your feelings, but you're saying the exact opposite, and I'm, yeah, I'm a fan. I, I really I'm a don't, fan. Like, like if, if someone's gonna tell me something, uh, you know, I, I could be talking. You know, the, the the joke of the rabbi, you're right, you're right, you're right too. I totally get it. Like, I don't, I don't want to get involved in your misery. You know, you have something important to tell me that 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 the entire lockdown is all a fake and the whole thing is fake. Sounds good. Yeah, I'm totally with you. Then the next guy tells me how I gotta I gotta lock myself up in my basement. It's totally, uh, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's a it's more to make people no, more yeah, to make true. people Just, feel good. What's the point of unneeded machlokas? Yeah, and also it's just yeah. an neshama that's hurting. Someone else, if someone has a very strong opinion about something, too strong that they want to convince me one way or the other, it's an neshama that's hurting related to something like that. So, I there's a story. There's a story with Rivlevius Bradichev. Where he was once walking in the street, and this misnagid, uh, as uh, came over and spat at him in the face. And uh, the lushan of the person who I heard it said it was like he spit all the spit he's ever had in his mouth into at, at him, and he just kept walking. And someone said to him, his chashidim were with him. Said, "I understand you're a big eye of Israel. You're very nice, but I mean, but isn't it a little much? You should say something." He said, "He said this guy, his whole life is." Cyrus, he has a bad relationship with his wife and he doesn't he's never happy for anything so let him this is his favorite thing is to spit at me in the face why, why, why would i care let him do it so that's kind of what you're saying like it's important to let people just do what they need to in order to and don't like argue with them about it instead of 
instead in order to to allow them to exactly. To, to Although be happy. I, I imagine the story would have ended very differently if Rabbi Levi Tsukabadisha was a black belt in karate. <laughs> yeah, it probably would have ended with a few black, uh, broken arms. Exactly. <laughs> right. So thank no you very problem. much for joining Thanks us. Thanks for having please. me. And yet he, it, from what I've heard on this, from what I've seen, and from from judging by his podcast, yeah, he, he has great content. Very thank funny. You. Thank you kindly, guys. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us on this interview on the Mayor's Days podcast with Svi Hershkowitz uh, and with our guest host, Naam Schechter. So, uh, join in next, tune in next time for the next Mayor's Days podcast, hopefully hopefully next week. If you'd like to join the status, I have a recommendation for a guest for, or, for, or, for any, or have any other or comments. Icebreaker, or any icebreaker, or icebreaker any good icebreakers. Right. So, what's that? 305 or email mayorsnews.com. Goodbye. <laughs>